0: Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging.
1: Welcome, folks, to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, managing editor and publisher of PKN Packaging News and the host of this show. G'day, Lindy. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Grant. Still in lockdown, but at least spring is here, so things are looking up. Fantastic. Uh, Can you tell us about our topic and our guest for this episode? Yeah. Well, we're going to, once again, be exploring um, the recurring theme of sustainability, but more so an even stronger theme that has been coming through all our conversations, and that's of circularity. And in this episode, we're talking about leadership in Australia's circular economy, And with us today is Sanjay Dale. He is the CEO of PACT Group, a market leader in rigid packaging manufacture, recycling and reuse solutions. Now, the company has 111 facilities and some 6,000 staff, with a turnover of close to $2 billion. PACT has made very clear its strategic direction to be leading the circular economy through its branding, its operational activities, and its investment strategy. So welcome to the podcast, Sanjay. We're going to kick off straight away with a big picture question. There are many companies, big and small, doing fantastic work to develop solutions that will bring us closer to a circular economy. But why does PACT want to be known as the leader? And what does leading the circular economy really mean?
0: Thank you, Linda. And firstly, thanks, thanks very much for having me. A PACT is uniquely placed to lead the circular economy because of our complementary capabilities across the three divisions of PACT, which is packaging, reuse, and recycling. The main thing is that we work across the value chain of the circular economy. For example, our recycling business, it takes locally sourced waste, processes it, converts it into recycled, recycled material, which then can be converted through our packaging business into valuable products like uh, dairy bottles or beverage bottles and the like. So that's, that's we are across the whole circular economy value chain. Uh, our reuse division uh, has solutions that meet the growing need for al- alternatives to single-use packaging. Mm-hmm. For example, we have right now converted 150 million single-use corrugated boxes with 5 million reuse plastic crates which go round and round in circularity and are reused in say supermarkets and other places where produce is, um, is being transported. The other thing about PACT is that we have got technical expertise in the circular economy. PACT is the oldest recycling company here in Australia uh, and has been winning awards. I'm I'm really proud to say has been winning awards for uh, the only packaging company to be recognized in the AFR most innovative companies in the last eight years, consecutively every year. So that gives us that sort of unique technical expertise, which also is really helpful in terms of the new technologies around recycling. Um, as you know, there are the code targets, which are there for a lot of brand owners. Um, an average of 30% recycled content is required by 2025. And so what what we feel is that uh, as our customers start to transition and get more into increasing their recycled content, packed with its value across the value chain capability and technical expertise is uniquely placed to help them.
1: So in terms of that branding as leading the circular economy, you're leading the industry as a whole so as a packaging company leading the packaging industry but you're also positioning yourself to lead your customers along the right path is that what you're saying through that
0: that's right and and the key thing is all our customers have got targets already out there so they are looking for solutions they are looking to accelerate and and be the first ones out there and i can give you more more examples of where we have been able to convince customers to really get on the, get on the journey uh, because it is good for them, it is good for the environment and certainly customers really want it, particularly in Australia.
1: Give me one of those examples. I'd be keen to hear. Just give us one example.
0: So if you, if you take, um, uh, we have recently announced a joint venture with Asahi, CleanWay and Coca-Cola your Euro-Pacific partners. And Linda, you can think about how do you get Coca-Cola and Asai, who are actually big competitors in the marketplace, to actually come together into a joint venture? And the reason for that is exactly that PACT was able to help bring them together, to lead them along the path. Both of them have got 2025 targets. Both of them want to be the premium brevish company with recycled content and They know the consumers want that. So we were able to get them along the journey saying competition in the market, of course, is there. But as far as the environment and in in terms of the sustainability agenda, we are there to help you. Let's get into this together. And that's an example of where industry solutions are, are working.
1: Yeah, so I guess um, you have a distinct advantage because you you've got visibility into all those brand owners and their activities, and you um, know what their personal targets are, or their business targets rather. Um, so you can kind of pull them along a the path and and put them together, um, and that's that cross industry collaboration really is is where you need to. Um, be the instigator, I guess. Do you see PACT in that role?
0: Absolutely. And it is is critical that you are looking at industry solutions uh, um, because um, it requires different expertise in different parts of the circular value chain. And we just need to make sure that all that expertise and all the capability is put in together in order to achieve the outcome. So if individually one company is not necessarily should be able to do it. So, if you take some of our, uh, as an example, if you take some of the joint ventures and some of the some of the new uh, new plants that we are building, we got the waste company Cleanway, which is collecting mm-hmm. the waste. Then we got Pact, who are converting that waste and have got the capability to to convert it into recycle it. And then we got customers like I mentioned, Asahi, you know, um, Coca Cola. Many others, many many beverage companies, uh, sorry, many, many dairy companies, for example, who are all uh, able to then use our material, our recyclate into final final product, which, which the consumer is using. So each one has its, has its expertise and what you need is all working together collaboratively in order to achieve the targets and really deliver what, what the consumer requires and what the environment requires.
1: Well, Sanjay... PKN has been in the lucky position over the last 12 to 18 months to have been able to report on some of the investments that you have made, including the one you've just mentioned. Now, you've got a number of significant projects that are based on developing circular economy infrastructure. Talk me through some of the main ones.
0: Firstly, I think you already mentioned, we have the uh, facility in Aubrey, which is which is coming up, which we have a joint venture Uh, For our pet, which is recycled PET, Um, it is going to um, increase the capacity uh, of PET produced in Australia by two-thirds from 30,000 tons, currently to over 50,000 tons. That joint venture practice building the plant, uh, uh, we should be up and running, commissioned by Christmas. That's our our target for that one. Um, The second one, which we... Announced is another substrate, which is uh, recycled HDPE. And that, as you know, is used for uh, dairy and personal care packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a $38 million investment, um, which we are doing with CleanWay. Um, that should be, that's in Leverton in um, in Victoria. We should be expecting that to be up and running by December 2022. The third one is the one which we mentioned before about this with uh, Coca-Cola, that is CCEP, uh, Asahi, uh, CleanWay and us, and that's another recycled PET facility um, that we expect that to be commissioned by December, 2023. The location of that, we are just currently working through that. Uh, we should be finalizing finalizing that very, very shortly. And um, the fourth one has been an acquisition for from New Zealand. So, uh, there is a company called Flight in New Zealand, which is the only packaging manufacturer of integrated PC recycling. So basically, it takes uh, our PET and converts uh, it. It makes recycled PET and converts them into trays, which can be used for, say, fresh produce for berries and things like that. Um, this plant is about five thousand tons of recycled plastic into fresh food trays. And we find the fresh food segment is a big segment in Australia. It is, it is growing rapidly and also lots it's going towards sustainability very, very fast. Instead of importing trays, for example, plastic trays from overseas, a lot of it is being now sustainable product, recycled product, which is being used internally in Australia. So those were the ones which are already in play. It is my my plan to have two more facilities. So one facility is in Western Australia. We are currently in uh, in discussion with the Australian Western Australian government. We actually have got funding of about nine and a half million dollars from them already for building a mixed plastic plant in the WA. And also we are working in uh, together with the government of Queensland to for us to build a plant in Queensland. So it's my ambition to actually to have plants throughout all the geographies uh, in in Australia, in each of our states, as well as in New Zealand.
1: Now, so a a key thing about these projects, Sanjay, is that they are all collaborative projects. So how important is cross-industry collaboration to bring about our country's circular economy
0: objectives? Absolutely critical. And the way I I think about collaboration is that, you know, at the end of it, each part, if you look at the circular economy value chain, each company has got its own strengths and its own sort of ambitions of where it, where it wants to be. So each brings some complementary expertise. And from my perspective, that's, that's the way to work through it. Rather than one company saying, I'm going to go and do everything, whether I'm good at it or not, and indeed try to, let's say, from a commercial perspective, benefit the margin or whatever profit, profit you can get from that. Rather than that, the way I, I have always thought through and i think pact's vision is that is that we will work ac- across the value chain that means we take the expertise like say cleanway is one of the largest waste waste companies use their expertise in terms of picking up waste pact's capability in in terms of uh, you know um, building plants and running facilities and then you've got the offtake partners like coca cola or asahi and others and what i've uh, I, I mean, we don't have equity or a, a direct partnership in some of our plants. But if you look at the one which I mentioned before in terms of the dairy and personal care plant, which is coming up in Victoria, the HDPE plant, that has got a lot of agreements and offtake agreements with many of many of our customers. So there's a lot of collaboration, even though they are not necessarily directly involved in terms of investing in the plant, they are definitely part of that collaboration
1: so when you're talking to two of your customers like um, let's say Asahi and Coca-Cola Europe, Europe Pacific partners they are absolute competitors in the marketplace is it a challenge to get them to the table and what is PACT's role in doing that kind of um, bringing the frenemies to the table on this in this case
0: yeah, that's a very, um, very interesting question, Lindy. And we've recently been through that journey, so I can share with you how that went. I think the first thing about any idea is who brings it. I think that's as important. And I think at the end of it, packed, and we've been fortunate since we came with our strategy last, you know, eighteen months back to lead the circular economy. Whether it be the industry, whether it be our customers, whether it be government, all the players look at our pact especially in this space so this is now our gig this is where pact is special at so when we come up with an uh, with an idea and say to coca-cola and to say asai saying this is what we want to do they listen to us because they know we are the leaders in this so that for me that was quite a big big advantage when we actually initiated that but the critical part in terms of getting people together is deep mutual respect of each other's capability. Like I mentioned before, you know, across the value chain, each each party has got special skills. And to respect them and to leverage each other's skills and be transparent with your joint venture partners is the key. Uh, otherwise, if each one wants to just do their thing, you would, you would never get them, get people together. And I think, um, yes, the decision making can continue to be challenging and will, I'm sure, will be, will continue even in the, going forward, but the sum of the parts here can solve a bigger issue, is what all the parties understand, that what they cannot do on their own, together we can actually do it, and that the environmental goals, the community uh, requirements are bigger than just their piece, and I think that's, that's the way, and that's the logic by which this works, and I have to say that Everybody wants. There are these targets. There is the uh, consumer demand. We find consumers are very keen on recycle and sustainability uh, products. So our big uh, as well as smaller um, customers see that that you know that's where they all they all want to go. So together we can get there faster and better rather than individually. And I think that's that what works. And Impact has been successful in making it happen.
1: So speaking of um, what consumers want, I know that PAC does get involved in considerable consumer market research. Can you give me some feedback on what your latest findings are in terms of how keen consumers are to buy sustainable?
0: Absolutely, I think um, more than 80% of Australians would prefer a recycle or sustainability product rather than just virgin. A large number, more than 60%, will be are very keen to have more uh, division of recycle, uh, of division of, um, of waste. For example, like in many of our uh, councils, we just got one recycle bin. Mm. So we've done surveys where if you actually increase the recycle bin, let's say to four, one for glass, and one plus, the survey says Australians would love it and would generally comply. So right from the picking up of the waste... And distribution of the waste all the way to using recycle, there is a strong um, uh, sort of commitment and a strong preference of the Australian consumer. And you know, a, a lot of the industry sees that. A lot of the supermarkets see that. And you know, you already, as you know, single use plastic has, you know, in terms of bags and all that, has um, has gone away. So that's all happened because of the of the consumer sentiment. So that drive. Of the consumer sentiment, for me, that's as important as all that we are doing because that's helping us go on that journey and getting people on board.
1: Yeah, and it's been interesting to see just this week we've had Victoria government coming out to, to um, say that they're going to educate consumers. They're going to the four bin system. Um, they'll be having separating their glass stream, which is it's just an excellent um, it's excellent progress. The track record yeah. of
0: Australians in this is very good.
1: Yes, it has been since the old days of the National Packaging Government when we when we first started.
0: Yeah, in terms now, of separating the waste and all that, yeah.
1: Um, we've spoken about cross-industry collaboration. Um, and so the industry getting together, customers buying in, that's all going well. What about government? We have seen government come to the Recycling Infrastructure Party with considerable funding, which has been fantastic to see. But do you think that the industry has got a strong enough voice at the government policy table at both state and federal level? and how important is government involvement going to be for us to achieve a circular economy
0: yeah government plays a critical role as you said uh, there has been funding there is a lot of support as i mentioned before pact is um, looked upon by the government as unique in this place as a leader in this place this is sort of say our give we are doing this so we have a seat seat on the on the table with the with the government um as I deal with the government, um, what we are trying to get the government to help is to create demand. I think that is one of the key areas where the government can can really help us. Um, for example, um, the price of virgin versus the price of recycled plastic, can you have a level playing field in that and the government can give some incentives around recycled plastics? Similarly, you know, if you got imported recycled product as against locally recycled product. Can the government give incentive? Because the local is what solves our problem. The imported mm. recycle doesn't really solve Australia's problem. Um, and listen, none of this is new in terms of globally. There are many countries There are, there are countries um, that certainly in Europe, Germany, Netherlands, uh, California in, in the U S and many, many other States in the U S as well. They have got schemes where, Either they would mandate, let's say in the UK, uh, milk bottles, for example, they'll mandate need to have 30 percent recycled content. So that that forces that uh, in in terms of producing 30 percent recycling as a minimum. But also many countries have got either they tax the virgin more than recycle or they give incentives to the recycle. So that is a place where government can really help us. And we have been working with with the government on that as well. I have to say that there is a lot of traction. There's a lot of discussion on what could be those policy settings. They have taken lots of ideas from us. We have actually given them suggestions. And uh, I I I feel positive about it because for me, the main thing is that Everybody's going on the journey. We have got the 20 2025 targets, and the government wants that, the people want that, as we said, consumer wants it. The question is how do you accelerate it? And what I keep telling the government is that we don't need government support for a long time. What we need when anything new comes, and this is like as we are leading the circular economy pact is new, driving something new here. When anything new comes, the government needs to just chip in to trigger and accelerate initially. Mm-hmm. And then the what you find, as is true with almost any, any new industry solution, is that the industry will find its own equilibrium, both in terms of managing the supply chain, managing profitability, managing new products, everything industry will do. But initially, there has to be some trigger to accelerate the progress. And just a final point on that is, government's own... Uh, leadership in this has been very good so both the federal government for example own procurement practices are certainly very much towards sustainability so uh, for example we do lots of high recycled content infrastructure uh, products which we sell to the sell to the government and the government gives preference of sustainability over economic decisions in that so certainly the government is leading by example yeah that's for sure
1: are you talking about some of those noise walls that? That's I've great. Seen? Yes, those are. That's a real walking the talk. There, that's fantastic that's to right. see. Um, what about government mandating certain steps around the targets that we've got in place? So we know we've got the APCO National Targets, uh, National Packaging Targets for 2025. Everybody knows what we're aiming to achieve. Many companies have made public, vocal commitments like yourselves to what you're going to achieve, Um, customers, retailers, brand owners, everyone's doing it, but not everyone's doing it. And do you think that to accelerate it or for us to actually achieve it, it might assist if there was some kind of mandate from
0: government? Absolutely. I mean, I would like that. What I have suggested to the government is is not only... Uh, the first thing they used need to do is to mandate reporting because when the consumer sees that, Hey, this rec- this bottle has got no recycling, but this one has got so much recycle, then that is sell- what you call name and shame, so to say, you know, <laughs> so that itself will put pressure, a uh, peer group pressure among a lot of, lot of uh, uh, you know people who are selling, selling such, such products. So, I think from a mandate perspective the first thing which we would like and we have been we have been talking to the government about it, is, is that you have to mandate that everybody needs to first clearly specify what is that plastic what is the recycled content in it and then of course um, like like I mentioned in in some in some cases particularly if you look at milk bottles and all that it will be really good for some Government mandating certain recycled content because those are more difficult substrates mm-hmm. than those are substrates which I mean Pact does that and we have set up this plant as as I mentioned before with Cleanway in um, in Victoria, but recycle HDPE for personal care and dairy is a big is quite a challenging manufacturing uh, operation and getting the government on board to say well you've got to put the recycled content will help make the economic proposal of that better.
1: Okay, well, now you've had a jolly good year. If we we look at, Pax has just reported its its FY21 results. How have you fared, though, in the face of COVID challenges? And which were your top performers in your divisions?
0: Yeah, we've done quite well with COVID. And I think it's been a combination of um, our own uh, firstly, the government had guidelines, uh, which I believe are pretty good. But then we adapt those guidelines to our own sort of facilities. For example, every single pack facility, and and we have more than hundred, has got a QR code. And it's quite a delay, quite a detail. It's not only about seeing whether you are coming into the factory or not. When you actually put the QR code in, you got to reply some of the clear sort of questions about your being close to anybody who's, who's, who's had COVID and things like that. So it's a very, very um, detailed sort of uh, system for entry. Uh, Also, we have got strong protocols in, in terms of the way that, that we work. So for example, we work in bubbles of, let's say, you know, people in a particular, say, say somebody on a particular conveyor, if there's a team of five, they will go for lunch together. They'll do. So there are strong protocols that even if one of them gets in, into trouble or had some infection, they are not, you know, going beyond their own area of, of work. Um, certainly, we've got an incentive scheme for vaccination. We are finding compliance is pretty good so far. Um, I, I know there is uh, people are very keen, keen to get vaccinated. Uh, overall, uh, compliance makes a lot of lot of difference and I've been very proud of the team. I mean it's not that we've never had an infection, Lindy. We have had okay. a few, but that's where you find responsibility. So the moment you find a responsible person getting infected, you will find they are there. They tell you well in advance, they just go back you know straight away. It's not that they have been around for a few days by the time you find out, and before you know it, you are you're in control of, of the situation. So it's a lot of COVID depends on the way the collaboration of the team and looking after each other, not mm-hmm. only yourself. And I, I've been very proud of the team. Uh, and a lot of my facilities, as you can imagine, are in the, in, if, if you take say Sydney, for example, they are in the very, uh, you know, hotspot areas, because that's where m- majority of manufacturing is. And, uh, People have been have been doing very well there. So 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 far that has been good in terms of our divisions. We are very closely connected to the supermarkets. Uh, so our reused, like I mentioned about the crate pooling, uh, has seen an uplift in terms of its in in terms of total volume. Just like the most of the supermarkets have seen and seen an uplift as well. Um, in some cases, up to up to thirty percent more sort of volume of our crate pooling has been there, and we are really proud of. The fact that we have got a sustainability solution, which is so closely linked with the supermarkets' uh, value chain, uh, and our packaging is has been resilient. Um, and as you know, it's uh, food and you know personal care products are critical uh, for day to day. So overall, um, it has been it has been good, and we've managed COVID well so far. So.
1: Now, you were brought in two and a half years ago, Sanjay, to turn the business around. You must be quite pleased with progress.
0: Yes, Lindy. I mean, we have been fortunate. I think we've done some, uh, we have made some um, good progress. We have some runs on the board, so to say. Um, You know, when I came, the main thing about PACT is it was a very, it was a company with a lot of capability, but there was not enough strategic direction, which is what we have now given. So leading the circular economy um, has been the first, you know, has been something which now gives a clear path for where we are where we are going and the market, our as I mentioned before, our customers, the government, everybody understands this is what we are we are doing. And most importantly is also that it's it's a strategy where we are feeding off the capability of PACT. It's not a strategy where I need to go and look for capability. Pact has been uh, really, really good in this in the whole recycle and sustainability space. So it's just that now we have we have really set that clear sort of sort of direction. Um, if if you look at our businesses now, they are very clearly structured. We got a packaging business, we got a recycle, and then we got reuse. So there's clarity in terms of where each of the businesses uh, sit and and what what their role is. Um, we've also aligned. Um, in particularly in packaging, we have aligned the business segments to the to the customer segment. So we because each customer is different, and each customer segment like dairy is different from beverage is different from industrial. So we have aligned that, and I think I strongly believe the customer experience has improved a lot since we actually did that because now we are tailor made, sort of say everything our products and our services more focused towards that segment. And overall, um, we brought in some strong financial discipline. I think the uh, investment community really has liked that, that, you know, we are very much focused. Anything that we invest is within our guide rails of of our strategy. And we have improved our operational and innovation capability through lots of investment back into the business. So many of our facilities, in order for you to use recycled content, you need to build upgrade them to be able to do that and 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 that's something that we have we have certainly uh, done um, and finally on people I mean that's the best I mean at the end of it uh, it's all about leadership and the people uh, we have with the clear direction a lot of the people who are already in impact uh, are really living up to the task and really growing and uh, helping the company succeed but also we have made some changes have got some real quality uh People in areas like, say, supply chain and and you know le- leadership at the top level in some of our business units. So that has helped uh, bring um, the, the the whole performance up as well. So overall, um, uh, very happy with where we are today. Yeah.
1: I think so you should be. Now, one notable investment you've made has been in your brand refresh, your corporate brand. And I do want to point any listeners to your website, because if they haven't been there yet, they need to go and take a look. It is a wonderfully engaging, informative, absolutely visually appealing website, um, but it reflects, most importantly, the clarity of your vision. Um, And so congratulations, as I said, it's it's award-winning and it's it's quite a spectacle. Um, As we come to a close here, Sanjay, I do want to give you an opportunity. First of all, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us so far. Please give us your final message to the packaging industry as it looks to find solutions that will enable a circular economy.
0: Yeah, thank you. Firstly, thank uh, once again, thank you for having me. My message to whether it's the government, the industry, our our consumers, as you know, Pact is a, looked upon as a special in this space. I think we are making good progress in the in terms of transforming our business, transforming the industry through strong collaboration. We have got some fantastic partners that we have joined, and also lots of other partners who are not necessarily equity partners, but involved strongly with us along the journey. Um, my, My main message to them would be that let's get on the journey. The 2025 targets are there, but the most important thing is we need, I think the consumer, whether it's the government and the environment, all of us need to get on this journey like now. So the time is now to accelerate and make it all happen. So come along on the journey, let's do it together. Well, thank you, Sanjay. That's been great. And thank you, Lindy. And of course, thank you to our audience for joining us once again. And we'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative episode. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au.
1: you have been listening to a Yappa Media podcast.
0: Southern Skies Media.